we have to intentionally choose the thought that we want to believe. This is episode 32 with Lani Kim. Hello everyone and welcome to the 2-1 Show. A show for the 21st century youth, where we card productivity, wellness, and human condition. Can you subscribe and leave us a review in the direction you find your podcast? Also send us a mail at info at the 21show.com. And follow us on any of our social media platforms at the 21 Show. Thank you. Hey friends, still in our mental health series, we talked to Mrs. Lani Kim in this episode on intentional and unintentional thoughts. Some of the things to look out for in this episode include the power of our thoughts, why you find it difficult to build new habits, how to build an intentional thoughts. We delve into the thoughts leather. Finally, we talk about how to be purposeful with your thoughts and also taking charge of your thoughts. We answer listener tips and questions on the episode as well. Ladies and gentlemen, up next is Mrs. Lani Kim on intentional and unintentional thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to another episode of the Two One Show. Today we have our returning champion with us. Um, we have Lani Kim with us. Mrs. Kim is a life coach. Her specialty is transitions in life, college to work, her retiring, coming out of retirement, women going back into the workforce and transferring skill sets and career changes. Welcome to the show, Miss Kim. Thank you. Thank you, Benjamin. It's, it's good to be back. Yes, it's very good yeah, to be back. Sure. <laughs> um, um, I know you've talked a little bit about official How has your 2021 been? Um, it's been good. Uh, you know, it looks like it's getting a little bit looser in terms of being able to socialize with people. So that's a bonus. <laughs> um, <laughs> weather has been actually, it was pretty warm until today. It actually snowed right up the street from us. So, but my kids love snow. So that's good news too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been good so far. So um, I'm very blessed and I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> yes. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, glad to hear that. Okay, sure. So um, today you're doing um, intentional and non-intentional thoughts. Mm-hmm. And um, um, from, except for my last previous episode, you were saying that uh, the average human being um, is able to process 60,000 thoughts in a single day. Yeah. Out of which um, some of them comes to us intentionally some of us we we just wrote we, we even think about them without even even knowing we thought about them like um whether to lace your um right feet 
before the left or the left before the right. I mean, some of these <laughs> things come to us without even thinking about it. So, um, jumping into the episode, we're jumping into the, uh, the episode. Intentional hand intention. How does it really affect our lives? Yeah. So, um, so unintentional and intentional thoughts. I just wanted to start off kind of clarifying, like, what's the difference between uh-huh. the two? So your unintentional thoughts are basically sentences, right? That's what a thought is. It's a sentence in your mind that either you haven't questioned or purposefully chosen to think, right? So for instance, if, um, if you're driving and somebody cuts right in front of you and you get really upset and you think, wow, that's so rude, you know, yeah. um, that's an unintentional thought, right? Um, even though maybe the person's on the way to the hospital and that's why they cut you off, right? You don't know, but it's just unintentional thought that you yeah. have, right? Um, an intentional thought or thoughts that you choose to think on purpose. So this works best when you've created that thought yourself. So what does that kind of mean, right? So when you're doing coaching, um, we it's a lot of talk about thoughts, but sometimes when I'm coaching my clients, I will actually offer them a thought. I will say, oh, okay. So can I say you're thinking, you know, this thought and they can either say yes or no, you know, um, but it usually works best to create an intentional thought from your own experience, from your own thoughts, because you have to have a thought that's believable. And um, so that comes best from you, right? I might tell you something that might work for somebody else, but it might not work for you. So it's also best to um, to create that intentional thought yourself. Or even if it's something like you found inspirational, you know, maybe someone like a quote, you saw a quote and you're like, oh, that really inspires me. I really, you know, resonate with that. That's fine too, but just something that's your own. Okay. Um, so the best way to start picking through intentional and unintentional thoughts is first to give yourself a reason to do that, right? Why would we want to look at unintentional thoughts and create intentional thoughts? Mostly this is times when we are either trying to challenge ourselves and we want to change something in our lives. Yeah. Um, and so usually that comes across as something we don't like, but it doesn't necessarily have to be something you don't like. It just might be an area you want to change. So for instance, if you wanted to change career or something as simple as even something within your daily habits, right? You mentioned last time um, reading and working out, right? Mm-hmm. And so you had to be very intentional as how as to how you approach that because your unintentional thoughts were not helpful. <laughs> um, they weren't right. They weren't helping you to want to work out, and they weren't helping you to want to read. So you had to do some mind work, yeah, uh, mind management, uh, mindset management. So. This is what I mean by like, there have to, has to be a purpose to it, right? Yeah. So um, the first thing I tell my clients is to first start with a thought download. And a thought download is basically picking an area that you're trying to, um, to get, to, you know, to uh, discover what your unintentional thoughts are. And it could be maybe like your career, um, a relationship, um, you know, 
whether it be like with a spouse, a, a child, a coworker, a friend, you know, a parent, um, and or even something like something you want to do for you might have been reading or you know going to the gym, um, something that you're looking to be challenged in, or starting your own business, starting your own podcast, right? And then you would just list down all the thoughts that you have um, about it, and this would be your un an unintentional thought list, right? So for instance, I remember um, when you had talked about it, right? You didn't like reading and I'm sure you had a list of thoughts like maybe it's so hard. What's the purpose? <laughs> I don't like it, right? So these are all unintentional thoughts that you had. Yeah. Um, and the reason we want to discover what those are is because even if we have thoughts that help us, like I'm sure in the back of your head, you also thought, well, reading is helpful, right? I mean, you kind of knew that and that's why you wanted to do it, but you also had this thought that you don't like it. And the reason it's important to discover is we have to, we have to intentionally choose the thought that we want to believe. Okay. Because when we have troubles with that, right? So you with reading, it was like, I don't like it, but I know it's helpful. And at that time, the, I don't like it. You had more belief in that thought than it's helpful at that time. Right. And then you were able to, to change the balance of Uh those thoughts. And so we have to know that thought that is actually preventing us from then creating the intentional thought. Why don't we think something better, right? We have to know what we're actually thinking. Um, And also when we discover that, we can also have some self-acceptance towards it. Because so often when we don't do something well, we don't, if we don't know what that thought is or if we're avoiding it, a lot of times we feel like guilt or shame. Yeah, exactly. Really, yeah, that creates uh, that activates your primitive brain and your primitive brain is your most uncreative state. (laughs) It likes to just keep doing the same thing over and over because as long as you're breathing, it feels like the job is done. Right. And that maybe that was helpful when we were trying to survive and we didn't have the conveniences that we have now, but you know, for most people listening to this podcast, they've have some conveniences in life, right? That that weren't there maybe like just even a hundred years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. So we now have to deal with a different uh, lifestyle, but our two brains haven't caught up, like our higher brain functions and our primitive brain have not caught up to where we are today and the reality of all that we have around us in terms of conveniences, things that we don't have to worry about anymore. So when we identify that, right thought uh or so often we don't identify that thought and and we are acting in a in a way that's just the same thing over and over and over like, again because like we're not autopilot. yes yes on autopilot right but if you go on autopilot your destination is always going to be the same so <laughs> that's such a good um analogy that you brought up right if you're on autopilot to go to you know um the market down the street, but the market over here maybe has food that you like better. You're still going to end up at the market down the street because you're on autopilot, right? So we have to break that cycle. And I call it like an interrupt. You have to interrupt your brain at that point and just say, wait, hold on. (laughs) I don't want to go there. 
So what else can I do? And even that small um, time to just even interrupt your own brain and say, hold on, that's not what I want to do. What else do I want to do? Completely changes the balance. So now your primitive brain has been like, oh, like you've kind of put the brake on it and you're like, okay, you're trying to activate your higher brain functions, which is where you're creative and you're able to come up with solutions or other options. And so you want to be able to do that and, um, and also, you know, avoid that guilt and shame over the thoughts that don't serve you, your unintentional thoughts, because that is very often what we work with day to day. And it's even in small, tiny little things, right? So for instance, um, um, if you're trying to wake up early, right? So maybe you're, you're thinking, oh, I want to get the day started early. Maybe it's to work out. Maybe it's just so you're not rushing around every single morning. And so you say, okay, I'm going to wake up at 6.30 a.m. That's my new goal. Maybe it was seven o'clock before. What happens very often is you, the alarm goes off, you shut it off and you go back to sleep. The reason is a couple of things, but often it's actually shame over the fact that you haven't been doing it in the past, Uh which is kind of silly, right? So if you don't actually understand that, you're going to keep shutting that alarm off and never wake up. (laughs) <laughs> at 6 30. But as long as you recognize that thought, and you're like, oh, I just feel bad because I haven't done this before. But the truth is, I can do it, right? I, I can wake up half an hour early, 30 minutes addition, you know, like earlier is not really that big a deal. I can do it. And maybe I won't do it perfectly every single day in the beginning. And maybe I'll never do it perfectly, right? But I can start at least this habit, right? Then now you're activating your um, higher brain function, which is creative and it's trying to give you options. And another thought might be, um, oh, I want to wake up early because I don't like rushing in the morning, right? That thought is so different than I have to wake up 30 minutes earlier, right? I have to wake up 30 minutes earlier versus, oh, I don't want to rush around this morning. So I'm just going to wake up a little bit earlier. It gives you a different motivation. So getting to the bottom of that thought is so, so important. So there's your unintentional thoughts, right? So the other thing is when, so now we've had that model, right? We know what our unintentional thoughts are, the ones that don't serve us, the ones that, you know, don't help us achieve what we want to achieve. So now we want to create our intentional thoughts right? Mm -hmm. So the intentional thought is what is it that we can think that's actually going to help us um, either accomplish our goal or uh, develop better habits, whatever it is, right? So in the example I gave, instead of, oh my goodness, I have to wake up 30 minutes earlier, it's, oh, I want to wake up early so I'm not rushing around. That would be like an intentional thought. Something that wasn't in your brain before, but now you're adding it, right? Um, Or it might be even like, hey, I really like um, to sit down with my coffee in the morning. Oh, I want to wake up earlier so I can sit down and enjoy my coffee instead of like, you know, just throwing it to the back of my throat and then running out the door. You know, whatever thought serves you, um, but that's your intentional thought. So. Is it as simple as that? No, <laughs> there's still some more to go with that because there's also um, a couple of, of important factors, right? So one is your actual belief in that 
thought, right? So if you, Benjamin, right, you said going to the gym was initially challenging, but now you enjoy it. But if someone then said, okay, your next challenge is to run um, a marathon. (laughs) Um, Have you ever done that? Oh, (laughs) so, so that might be super duper challenging. Like, okay, Benjamin, in three months, you're going to run a marathon. <laughs> but your brain would kind of just stop right there and think, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so, right? <laughs> However, right? So if I said like, what is your belief in that? It might be like, it's a two, right? Um, so you have to know how much you believe that thought. So there's two options if your belief is really low in that area is to practice that thought, right? So when you create intentional thought, it's very much when you go to the gym and you either first start to work out or if you've been working out for a while and you decide to increase your weights, you know how you like you start to shake <laughs> like initially it's a little too much. Uh-huh. I mean you can lift it, but it's it's not it's not with strength, it's not with confidence, right? Uh-huh. So that's kind of your intentional thought. Like they're kind of shaky <laughs> and they're not real foundational, right? But just like when you work out with new weights over time, you're going to strengthen that muscle and it's going to be a lot firmer and a lot uh, more um, stable. And okay. so your belief in that thought is also going to be more stable. Um, your second option, right? So there's just working on your belief in that thought. Your second option is what I call a thought ladder. So you can now break down that idea of a marathon into steps. So instead of believing I'm going to run a marathon in three months, right? Maybe you have a training schedule and your thought is this week, I'm going to run maybe two miles, right? Versus I'm going to run a marathon Marathon. in three weeks. In three months, right? That's completely different. So we're going to ladder your thoughts now to to something that's more believable. So if yeah. I offered you the thought, hey, Benjamin, what about running two miles this week? You know, maybe like three times a week. Do you think you could do that even? Of course. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? And so if I said, what, what's your belief on that? Maybe it's more like a seven, eight, maybe even upwards to a nine, right? So now we've got you to a new place, right? Now we were saying, oh, great. Well, at least you can, you believe that you can run two miles, right? And mm-hmm. then maybe next week we'll be like, it's like, okay, okay, Benjamin, this week, your new thought is I'm going to run three miles, mm-hmm. right? One bit up in the Right, right. So that's what we call a thought ladder. And the funny thing is I actually worked with a client on this just last week. So her thing is that she used to work out regularly at a gym, but with COVID, um, the gym was closed. And so she just completely stopped working out. And her thing was, it's really hard for her. She has kids, she homeschools them to work out with all the distractions. Okay. She really enjoys like that time in in a class with no kids around her and she just focuses on her exercise. But um, not knowing how long all of this is going to last, in, um, the gym being closed, she needed help with that. So for instance, so I asked her, what does that entail? And she said, well, I do have to wake up early and I tell myself that every day and then I don't wake up. <laughs> and I said, okay, hold on. First of all, what time do you usually wake up, right? So she was looking to wake up at 6.45 in the morning. 
And she said, okay, I usually wake up between seven minutes, seven o'clock and seven 30. I said, okay, wait, hold on. So we're only working with like 15 minutes sometimes. Right. (laughs) And she said, she was like laughing. Right. And she said, yeah. (laughs) And I said, but okay, up to 45, I get it. Right. 45. That's a, that's a good nap. Right. That's precious time. I said, okay. So instead of, cause she was telling herself, I need to wake up to exercise. And that thought just, she was not believing it. It just had no motivation for her. She was trying to, right? That's the intentional thought she was trying to create, but it just wasn't working for her. So I said, okay, we're going to have to change your circumstance, right? So how about um, I, I am going to wake up at 645? What's your belief on that? And she's like, oh, okay. Because the having to wake up and then exercise was just too much for her brain. So I said, okay, how about just waking up at 6.45? And she thought, mm, okay, that sounds a little bit better, right? But I knew it wasn't working for her totally either. <laughs> it's better, but not, not good enough. Um, and so I said, okay, what time do you need to be ready? And she said, I need to be ready at eight o'clock because my husband has a call every day at eight o'clock. Okay. And I said, okay, so how about this? I need to wake up at 645 so I can be ready at eight o'clock. And she's like, oh yeah, I could definitely do that. Cause if I have to be ready at 8am, I need to wake up at 645. Uh-huh. I said, okay, how do you feel about that thought? And she said, oh, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Like I totally could do that. She's like, that totally just makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you? And so just working through her thoughts and, and choosing an intentional thought that she actually believed made all the difference in the world. Right. And so it didn't even entail exercise huh? at the end. Right. So she then decided her, because she has a dog, she Um, And so she was going to wake up and exercise, which is what she had been trying to do in the first place, but she just wasn't able to fit in to wake up at the proper time so that she could her dog for exercise. Um, And then she wants to move on to like a more uh, rigorous exercise routine. But again, she's just not there. And so we just have to work little by little. And that's totally fine. That's the work of life coaching, right? We're not asking for everything to be done in one session. That's why, you know, it's a long-term relationship, but you have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, that's definitely, an example of, you know, choosing, right. Why you want to create an, your intentional thought, knowing your unintentional thoughts and how to work with where you want to be, right? Even Mm -hmm. if you can't completely believe it now, what can you do to build up your belief in, you know, up to that thought, right? Yeah. Um, And then the other thing is people ask like, okay, how do I create an intentional thought? Because sometimes that's a lot, it's very overwhelming for people. And what I say is the, the easiest way to start so that your brain isn't freaking out is just to flip flop your thought. Okay. So for instance, um, maybe, and I don't know if I talked about this last time. So maybe someone um, is looking for a job, right? And in the current market, their thought is, Oh, I can't find a job. (laughs) Can't find a job. Right Uh now. I always say it's as easy as this. If you've already had a job, you clearly know how to find a job, right? You may not have one right now, but you know how to find one. You know how to get a job. So that thought, 
I can't get a job is just your primitive brain in action because it's coming out of like fear, right? Fear that you won't be able to provide for yourself, right? And so it's not allowing you to create new thoughts. Yeah, It's just frozen, right? And so, yeah. So if you just flip flop to, I had a job, right? Or I can find a job, right? Just flip flopping that thought is just a very easy way to first start to activate your higher brain functions so that you, you know, you're like, okay, now I'm getting into creative mode, right? Um, the other thing I say is think of something that you've already conquered that was difficult or an obstacle you've overcome. Like, how did you overcome that obstacle? What are thoughts that you had about it? And so borrow those thoughts, right? And you might have to edit them a little bit, right? You might have to change the words a little bit, but borrow that thought and use it towards whatever challenge you're trying to overcome now, right? So for instance, if it was like, uh, maybe the marathon for you, and then you ended up, you know, running the marathon. And then maybe you do find yourself in a position where, you know, you were let go from a job or you don't have a job for some reason. If you think of like, okay, how did I handle the marathon? Okay. It was breaking it down. Right. So maybe for finding a job, it's like, can I write a resume? Okay. I can write a resume. Right. Um, can I look for people who need help? Yep. I can do that, right? So it's just like these tiny little steps, just like the way you decided to run a marathon was just two miles one week, three miles one week, maybe five miles another week. So maybe finding a job looks like that, you know, for you. So you can borrow that experience from marathon running to now finding a job. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, And one of the most important things I say about all of this work is it has to be revisited, right? It's it's like working out. You cannot go to the gym for two hours and ex- get fit <laughs> and expect <laughs> to be fit for the next, you know, however long you live, right? It's this constant work. And there are days where we're tired, right? At the gym, even though it's the same workout that we've done the day before, maybe the week before, there's just some of those days that it just is a little bit. Yeah, this, just, you just feel like there was no gym in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the thought work is just like that. It's going to be harder on some days. It's just, you've got to practice it over and over and over again, because overall you'll start to believe it you'll increase your belief and that belief will change how you feel about your circumstance and allow you to take the action to change whatever it is that, you know, you're, you're facing. And, um, and, you know, just, just remember the weights, the heavier weights, right. They're going to be shaky at first and they may feel a little uncomfortable or, um, they may feel a little, um, foreign, right. Like you don't know, kind of unfamiliar unfamiliar yeah. uh-huh. and uh, um and then you can just remember that if you keep practicing it it's going to become a lot more um familiar a lot more stable um and you'll take action from there right so for instance like when you're working out and someone says um asks you maybe to run a sprint you know, initially <laughs> you might be gassed and really tired, hmm. but as you build your strength, right. And your endurance, 
becomes like, oh, I can totally run whatever it is, you know, that yeah. half mile without uh-huh. problem, uh, without, a, uh, you know, without problem. The same thing with this thought, right? There'll, there'll be hard days that'll be shaky. And then it comes to a point where you're like, oh, I totally believe that thought. I can take action from there. Um, and so uh, that's how, yeah, how intentional and unintentional thoughts uh, work. Um, and then if you want to know how to be very purposeful on how to um, put this on like paper and words, definitely the last po- podcast we did um, about the, you know, the model and the circumstance, yeah. Yeah. the thought, uh, emotion, action, and um, result, definitely listen to that. And you will then know how to put them put down people. Thought, Yeah in to the model and then um, help yourself with now the how, right? So it's it's like we have this who, you, what, right? Your thought um, and then the how, right? So how is like the action that you take? So now you can put it into the model and then um, really start to practice that over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So now um, we want to know that, yes, um, people, all of us, we have intentional and unintentional and then we've come to know that unintentional could even be belief systems you've heard from people for instance um people are told all the time not to um, i mean people feel like when you sleep late you're not going to wake up early and some people have not even tried that for themselves they just go by what they hear so it's more of a belief system i've come to stick with them or let's say in a relationship don't don't be with a lady who who, who doesn't come home really. Like, there are some weird belief systems. And so we want to find out that how does that affect our life? How can that affect our life? Especially if we live with belief systems that we've not really vetted them to know whether they are true or they are not. And they are, they just live undertone. They just live undertone in, in our brains. And then we are just moving around with it. Like, let's say, for instance, um, I was told by, by, by my friends that if a lady, um, doesn't support in the house, she's not worthy of being married to. And I have not personalized that for myself. And I'm just looking at, oh, my friend said this. Oh, my dad said this. My mom said this. So to what extent can that affect our lives? I mean, like, be, uh, someone suggesting something, but you mm-hmm. don't have the belief yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, definitely. I mean, a lot of that comes down to like, uh, work on boundaries. Uh So, you know, um, deciding ahead of time or not, right. This is, this is, this is how it kind of is. So it, if you have an area, you know, an aspect of life, for instance, like relationships and you don't have the belief in some of the thoughts that people have, you know, suggested to you, um, it would be to, decide is it because does that serve you or not to believe it and if you feel like a resistance to believing it is it because you don't want to set up boundaries because it's hard work because our brains are very lazy right or is it truly because you don't think that it's going to serve you right so um, or do you have other thoughts about it, right? It, you could actually have a completely different thought towards that situation. So in, for instance, if it is like a relationship, is it, is it, no, I don't believe that because here is my thought. I think that, um, 
like, so when you're saying supporting, you mean like working? Yeah. So it might be, well, I, I, maybe you define work differently than other people, right? So some people might define work as you go out and you make actual money, right? To them, that's work. That's proof that you work. To some people, it might be, no, I see work as in you're contributing to the way our, you know, household runs and it's not always paid, (laughs) right? But if you have these really important roles, like to me, that's important. To me, that's work, right? So it's just really, you know, delving into yourself, right? And so one of the things I think we said we might talk about is meditation, right? That would be a good time to really reflect on that and sort through your thoughts on that, right? Um, And then um, if, and so your unintentional thoughts might be, um, I disagree. um, And here's why I disagree. Now it's at this point, you're going to decide, do you want an intentional thought, right? Because if you're happy with that decision, you don't need an intentional thought, right? However, you might need to, um, if it creates like animosity or disagreement, then you might have to create an intentional model, meaning your intentional thought might be, they don't have the same values as I do. They don't understand my values, you know, or their goals in life are different than mine. Just so you don't get upset, but just to listen to what they have to say without feeling so defensive, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, all right. So, um, I think the one, one, one last question I'm going to ask before I leave you for this meeting, super fairness meeting, is that uh, you realize that um, now we we barely take control of what we think. We we barely take control of what we think. Um, let's look at, for instance, when this whole thing about um. Uh, racism with just Floyd and all of that. You realize that we saw most countries, most countries come out to support, which was a good thing. But then you realize that even some of these countries within themselves have been, I mean, one way or another, racist among themselves. And mm-hmm. then it lives within them, but then it's almost as if they have no idea what they're doing. Like for instance, where I live right now, most groups don't want to intermarry because they feel either they are superior or inferior. Mm-hmm. And then it, it causes real scare among people that some marriages are not, um, people don't want to support these marriages. And some mm. people don't want to extend their hand to people. Some people don't want to give people from those um, group of people, mm-hmm. even they don't want to offer them jobs. They, they rather give it to their people who are not fit for their job than to give mm-hmm. it to groups like that. But you realize that when it comes with external um, issues like that. Everyone is quickly to, to jump in there. But then we are literally faced with these, um, thoughts every day, mm-hmm. every day of our lives. So how do we take ab- absolute control of that? Because you realize that it's almost as if, because it's unintentional, they think about them unintentional. No steps have been taken to, to, to take control over that. And sometimes even those who have those thoughts are not people who have really experienced people like that. For instance, people from, let's say, the North are thinking that those from the South are, mm. are more um, rude when they're you know, mm. they in position. So when someone is in the North, he would rather not give a position to the South for him to come and um, be rude to, to another mm. person from the North. So I rather give to my fellow person in the North. And sometimes fine one or two people have experienced these rudeness and so mm-hmm. in a way you can say they are justified but majority of them 
have been told about the rudeness of the other parts mm-hmm. by let's say their parents and so mm-hmm. it's more of an intentional thought within there so now i i don't speak to um, benjamin because benjamin is likely to be rude meanwhile benjamin has never been rude to me so mm-hmm. how then do we take control of these thoughts and then because one thing i one thing that um, one thing that really spikes me so much is the fact that you never know where someone who would help you might come from you never know where the next star is going to come from you never know where someone who's going to change the whole country is going to come from and then with that intention just that intention alone you might either um um, embitter someone and seize his chance of becoming some somebody great with that thought and even that thought is not a thought that has been vetted by you it's a thought that has been dumped onto you so how do we take control of these thoughts okay that's a great question um so uh, I liked how you brought up like, you know, someone might see you from a different place and mm-hmm. put this thing on you like you're, you're rude, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though you've never been rude to them, right? So one of the things is when you're creating intentional thoughts um, is, an un- well, and you're dealing with unintentional thoughts, is realize that it's almost like a court of law and mm-hmm you're trying to prove with evidences. And so your unintentional thoughts, your brain has already filtered through reality and picked out what it wants to pick out, right? As evidence likewise is number one, ask yourself, is that thought really serving you? What are you getting out of that thought, right? So if it's a prejudice, if it's, you know, uh, or generalization about people, is that serving you? Because if it's not, what's the point in holding onto that thought? And what I also challenge people on is even if it was true, because so many people so wholeheartedly believe, especially when it's something that has been like a generational you know, traditional belief, it's very hard to let go. Yeah. So I always say, okay, we'll say it's true. I won't even ask you to not believe it. <laughs> what if, you know, like, okay, we'll start there. Fine. It's true. But is that thought serving you? Why would you want to think that? What are you getting out of it? Uh-huh. Because it doesn't sound like it's creating any happiness for you. And, you know, you're really shutting down so many opportunities for yourself and you really can't blame anyone for your lack of opportunities because you've chosen to put yourself in like a small little container and box because you want to leave everything out or everyone else out because you have this feeling that your box is better than somebody else's. Of course, yeah. But if you have those thoughts, it doesn't sound like you're doing very well, right? It doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like, you know... Um, if you have to think you're better than someone, that usually means you have some insecurities, mm-hmm. right? So really start to question yourself. Is that thought really serving you, even if it's true? <laughs> you know, um, so for instance, if, you know, so if I were to say like, you know, because we have the same thing kind of here in the States, right? There's North America, I mean, the Northern states and the Southern states, right? We went through our own civil war and the opinions of each is very different, right? So I would be considered a Northerner, which really it's in California, neither, but, you know, so if I were to look down on someone who is a Southerner and say, oh, you know, they're not as intelligent, right? That's fine. Say it's true. Say it was even on paper, like everyone took a test and, it showed that they're not as smart, right? Is that thought really serving me? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm walking around with 
dislike for people who I don't even know. Does that even make sense? Does that really serve me to go around thinking, I just don't like a whole bunch of people today. Mm-hmm. I've never met them, but I'm just, <laughs> I just don't want to like these people. Like, how does that add to your life? Mm-hmm. I'd rather think, oh, I wonder what else I could do today with that energy and that time, you know, that mind of mine. Could I, I don't know, maybe create a new business. Uh-huh. Maybe I could you know, think of something so much more creative or even spend time with my family, right? Instead of sitting there thinking like, yeah, I just, I just really don't like these Southerners. <laughs> you know, they, they just really annoy me. They're not as smart, right? It just doesn't serve you. Right. Huh? And so I would say, you know, and then also if you're looking for an intentional thought, say you kind of know that about yourself, right? Oh, um, I feel like people from the North are rude, but I don't really want to believe that, but I just been growing up with that. Right. And it would be like, okay, now start to look for evidences that that is not true. Right. Look for evidences that no, there's no difference in us. Mm-hmm. Right. And just like you said, right. If, if someone were to meet you and they're like, oh, Benjamin's not rude. Oh, there you go. Right. There's, they're, they're not all rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. And then start to look for those evidences. Right. Um, You will definitely start to change how you think about things. I mean, it might be something that takes work constantly to put aside. Right. But if you keep looking for evidences on how that, you know, like uh, whether it's to say that's not true or whether to say they're not rude. Right. You're going to find those evidences. And that is so much more appealing than just disliking a whole bunch of people, right? Isn't it, it's, doesn't it feel much better to look for the good in people than to just be upset at a whole group of people you don't even know, right? So that's that would be my challenge in terms of uh, like using the unintentional intentional model and how it could work and why you would even want to use it, right? Like even if you feel you're right, you know, why would you even want to examine those thoughts? Um, it's to challenge yourself to to really use your time, use your mental energy for your own good. <laughs> um, so yeah. Okay. All right. I'm, 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 I mean, I always say that if if you have to put someone down to you that to prove that you are strong or to prove that you are, I mean, superior, then maybe you're not superior even in the first place. So. Mm. that's what comes to me because if 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 i have to put me down for people to know that you're good then you're not good because if if i ran down you you wouldn't be good so i um, um i think basically that's about it so um um what 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 would be your final words as we as we draw the kittens down on this episode what would be your final words with people just so they can take absolute control whatever comes to them because one thing i believe in is that whether it's a radio station whether it's a listening to podcast whether it's an interview it should be an interview that really your mind is really taking control of i I mean i wouldn't why would i sit in the car and then i'll let a particular radio station play whatever it is they are playing into my ears i rather listen to my own kind of song i rather let my kids Mm -hmm. watch something they really want to watch not something that tv i mean netflix wants to show them just so they know um, how their minds are being formed so what would be your final words to and i mean with intentional and unintentional thoughts I love that. I love how you talked about like the radio station, right? Or like songs, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? It, and and that's just my offer to you is, do you want to listen to, I don't know, uh, you know, whatever station that you don't like, uh-huh. but you're just sitting there, right? And then the music's coming on, 
or would you rather train gestation, even though you have to take the effort, to, you know, maybe change the ratio, right? It's a little bit of effort, but the, the yield, right? The result, the fruit of it is that you get to have a completely different experience with just that little bit of effort and thought and creating unintentional and intentional models, right? In terms of time, it is so quick, right? It doesn't actually really take that amount. Actually, you're talking about songs and the amount of song, (laughs) a song, you probably could go over one intentional model and the second song, I mean, unintentional model and then your second song intentional. And in two songs, you've already worked through it, Uh right? And so if you could dedicate two songs worth of time to yourself to improve yourself, you know, then you have the time and the resources um, to <laughs> to have a different experience in life. And that's really what that is about, like making your experience different, not changing everything around yourself so much, right? But just experiencing it in a different way. Like you were talking about, like, can I see Benjamin just as a guy, you know, who I just want to get to meet? and figure out who he is, right? Versus, oh, he's from a certain area. Oh, I already have these thoughts about him, right? And I just already don't want to have that experience, even though you're going to have that experience. What do you want it to be like, right? You can just sit there with like arms folded like this, right? You can be like, oh, I'm interested. This is fun, right? So yeah. Okay. All right. So it's, it's, it's really been a, a really, a really fantastic episode. And that is all for this episode. Kindly subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a review on any Apple device or the Apple Podcast website. A link will be shared in the show notes. You can follow the 2 One Show on any social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the 2 One Show. If you've got anything to share with us, future topics, conundrum or question, productivity tip, kindly send all of that and audio file MB3 format to the 2 one show 2020 at gmail.com or info at the 2 one show.com once again we want to say a special thank you to our cherished listener for spending time with us we hope to catch you in future episodes